0: Hi guys, and welcome to episode 3 of DM and DMer. This is Nate Peterson. I am the host of the show, and also the dungeon master for Dice and Desire. I'm the star of the show, which is not actually very true, because the star of the show, in this instance, is the guest. We know that. Uh, DM and DMer is is here to shine a light on other DMs, and to find out what it is that they do, and find out their history. So this episode is highlighting James from Role Britannia. Now, if you don't know Role Britannia, You've clearly been living in a cave or under a rock or some other metaphor, because they are. I think it's fair to say, uh, in terms of the independent actual play D and D podcasts, they're they're pretty much a shining light. Um, certainly in Britain, they've got you know thousands of downloads, thousands of followers um, on social media. They've got a very healthy following, and uh, yeah, hopefully they are they're paving a way for the rest of us to to um, storm in and steal their thunder. that's no, that's not true. They they do a very very good show. Um, you should go and check them out. Obviously, give them a lot of um, praise and props in the, in this episode, and uh, all you know, worthwhile. It's 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 a fantastic show that you should check out. That's why I wanted to get James on here. Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoy what's coming up in the next ninety minutes. We find out about him, his history. Uh, he talks about uh, his past in, in uh, working in radio, as well as we obviously highlight Britannia, his DMing style. Uh, they only started back in May twenty twenty. And uh, yeah, so they've they absolutely smashed it in terms of what they're doing. They've only been going for you know, less than a year at this, at this stage and uh, it's very impressive. So that's why I wanted to talk to, to him about their process. So please enjoy the next 90 minutes and also let me know whether you like these introductions. I don't want to do something that you hate. I already let Quinch play, so you already hate me for that. So let me know if you want me to dump these introductions and you want to get straight to the guest. Without further ado, over to me we Hello and welcome to DM and DM. My name is Nate Peterson and uh, I'm a DM. But I know some people who are DM One of them is on today's show and his name is James and he is from the Roll Britannia podcast. Hello, James. Hey, how you doing? Very, very good. Thank you very much for, uh, for joining me. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, now, I feel like I've got royalty on, to be honest, because <laughs> you boys have absolutely smashed it absolutely to use you know some sort of um seven seas pun i mean you've blown <laughs> us all out of the water with what you've done in the last 12 months to be honest so for you to come uh, very on to, um, nearly yeah <laughs> um yeah thank yeah so i'm I'm incredibly um grateful that you could uh yeah cast some time out for this silly little interview show
1: oh no it's great um i mean i don't know what, i don't know uh, about blowing you out of the water i mean we're doing we're doing the best we can trying to grow as quickly as possible and just provide as much entertainment to everyone as we possibly can. I mean, we love playing it and for some reason, uh, you know, a reasonable number of people out there seem to enjoy listening to us. So, (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, I mean, as as of, uh, I don't know if it was today or was it yesterday, I think. Yesterday, Um, yeah. Yeah, as we're recording, because this won't go out for a few weeks yet, but as we're recording, uh, 30,000 downloads, 3,300 Twitter followers, that's...
1: Yeah, yeah. Not bad numbers, my friend. Not bad numbers at all. <laughs> could always be better, but they could be a lot worse. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. We uh, we expected nowhere near that. I mean, when when we sat down and uh, it was me and Paul that originally sort of had the conversation about it. Uh, Paul plays Malrus in the show, and uh, we had a chat. And uh, when we sort of thought, oh yeah, well, in a year's time, we might have a might might have made ten thousand downloads if we're really lucky and we push really hard and get this. And when we blasted past ten thousand in the first couple of months, we were a bit like, oh okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> got something there. Um, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more about Role Britannia
0: in, in general in, in a second. I just want to first of all, this show is DM and DMMer. It, it's you know, as I say, I'm a DM on, on Dice and Desire. You're the DM for Royal Britannia, and it's all about highlighting those people who are the the hub of the show. Should we call it? I, I think I, it was either the last episode or the first episode I did, I did of this. I, I I think I incorrectly said that we were the most important role in the show, and I don't think that's <laughs> right. I, I think we're certainly the constant. Um, and it's all sort of, yeah. So I wanted to do an interview show. where I got to know the people that you know bring the show together and, and, and right in the middle of it. So who are you? Who's, who is James? What, aside from D and D, let's let's throw all that to, to all right, one yeah. side. Throw Rob Ro Britannia. Um, who are you? Like, what's what's your passions? You know, so tell me what you want to tell me about you. So imagine this is a, okay. a job interview, and you want to. <laughs> I've done a few of those of late. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shh, don't tell my boss. Um... No. <laughs> no so yeah it's been a it's been a weird ride for me of uh, of the last decade i mean it's just been all over the shop i mean i uh i have a background in in radio i got a degree in that so that's always helpful when you're working in audio medium. i spent you know uh 8 years working for heart which was fun um you know i've never heard quite so so many uh plays of uh, uh the 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 um uh <laughs> all songs have escaped me but they they had about six of them they played on repeat it was great um <laughs> although the time tunnel i'm, I'm yeah. a fan yeah no everyone is gives you a break um yeah no so yeah you know, i worked there worked for them for about eight years and then uh, decided to turn it all in to go and earn more money because you know sometimes that's important to you and um yeah so now i'm uh, i do social media for an, an actual living so in my in my day-to-day i shoot videos, take photos and put things on Facebook. And then in my free time, I record audio and put things on Twitter.
0: <laughs> How Was that, I mean, was was um, uh, was social media like an, a thing that you were into anyway? Like, I mean, obviously you said you sort of tongue in cheek there suggested that you move for money. But was it something that you were like, you know, I'd like to get into the, to a different style of media? Because obviously radio and social media is completely different, but equally. Yeah, well.
1: I mean, actually, uh, to be honest with you, for the I was working on, I was doing uh, the social media for the particular uh, station of heart that I was working at at the time. Um, It's complicated with the networking side of things, but yeah, I was I was doing the local side of the the social media for them anyway, um, and actually really enjoyed it. So it was quite uh, it was quite an easy step. I managed to do quite a lot of uh, really exciting stuff with them. Um, Some very weird things as well. I mean, there was one occasion where I was dressed as Santa in a JCB. That was quite entertaining. Lots of dressing up, weirdly. Was a weird, there was a weird amount of dressing At one point, I was dressed as a strawberry in a hedge. That was a strange day. <laughs> it's, um, weird. it's weird you can,
0: say the sen- you, you can say the sentence, I was dressed as Santa in the JCB, and that's not the weirdest part that you actually go on no. to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a few of those. Um, but I'll tell you what, getting press passes um, and press access to the Olympics torch relay was pretty cool wow that was, that was great enjoy. i was on the uh, i was on the media bus for one leg of it so I was, I was one of those weirdos hanging out the back of a tour bus pointing cameras at people running down the road being driven i drove all the way i think it was all the way into peterborough we did that so that was cool
0: fantastic so did you i mean whether it was on that or on, on um heart did you get to meet anyone sort of famous or anything
1: through that yeah yeah quite a few quite a few people i mean uh yeah i was uh n-dubs was a weird one <laughs> when i was doing some stuff with capital they uh I, there was a weird interview going on at one point and uh dappy made a bet with someone and then realized he didn't have any money on, on him at all so ended up borrowing 20 quid off someone in the crew <laughs> that was a weird experience um nice. but yeah no i'll, I'll tell you who uh, i did spend a, a whole day with once at fusion festival you know those uh best of the best ad, ads you see on tv with uh with the guy going around knocking on the door saying hey you've won a subaru impreza or you've won an Audi R eight, you know all these exciting yeah. things. Yeah, it's Christian. I spent a whole day filming him wandering around a festival in Birmingham. That's quite cool. We're friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's I, I met quite a few, uh, quite a few random celebrities. A lot of uh, celebs from the eighties ended up shaking hands with back when you were allowed to shake people's hands. Um, uh, Billy Ocean met him. That was quite, that was quite cool. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> amazing um is 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 radio something you you think you know especially now having had the podcast um is radio something that you'd want to get into again in front of the mic maybe even
1: well i i did a lot of stuff in front of the mic when in back in student radio days for for fun um that was you know freebies um but to be honest with you the radio is a very weird place now it's a very different world to what it was when i started my degree all those years ago mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's even down to the number of radio stations there are actually available. I mean, uh, only in the last two years, I think Hart went from I think thirty odd stations down to two, and before that, they went from nearly fifty to thirty odd. Um, and they just right. keep they keep closing down um, because uh, they keep changing rules about what you're allowed to do. So the opportunities to actually get anywhere near a presenter role are getting fewer and farther between. Although uh, one of the one of my friends from the student radio station uh, has managed to get a few jobs. She worked out in Dubai for a while doing radio out there, and then um, oh, I don't remember where it is. it's Lebanon or something. I don't know. She went out somewhere somewhere else. But you end up having to travel the world to get on radio now. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, you know, if you look in Australia, New Zealand, they've got absolutely loads of radio stations. In America, you can't move for them. Absolutely, just everywhere. But over here now, there's just there's not much of an opportunity for it. So I'm I'm, uh, but the the market's changing anyway. I think a lot of people are. Consuming their media and stuff online from on demand services more and more than they ever have been. Um, not least of yeah. which, because 4G and 5G make streaming it so much quicker and data plans and all that sort of fun and Wi Fi is everywhere. So, yeah, I think having to rely on broadcast media is becoming less, un, you know, similar. A lot of people don't have TVs now, do they? So they just stream everything off YouTube and Netflix and stuff. So it's going to be the same way. And actually, I think um, podcasts are having a bit of a, a renaissance again because. There was, a, there was a time back in the early noughties when Ricky Gervais really took off the podcast sort of exploded onto the scene. And I think it took, you know, certainly in, in my experience and everyone I sort of know has podcast took a bit of a dip um, in popularity for a while. But I think they're having a, a renaissance at the moment and actually really growing in popularity again, mostly because of how easy they are to consume.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that when you was talking about radio about... Um... Maybe not a dying medium, that's probably a bit um, disrespectful, but it, it made me wonder whether the radio, tr- the traditional radio, is maybe not as um, popular as it as it used to be because of the very reasons you have just said there, you know, it, it, podcasts being one thing. Um, but obviously just everyone can just watch stuff on their phones. You know, you go back a few years, you didn't have that capability. You didn't have a smartphone that you could watch Netflix or whatever it might be. Um, and so if you wanted to consume any media on, on the go, then radio was really your only choice. Um but, yeah, it's um a, 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 but then coming back to podcasts on something that obviously you know unites us with this very thing that we're doing right now um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's like you say, it's not just a renaissance, it's it's the fact that it's like everything, people are realizing, oh, I can do that, and that is you know what what you know you you and i and and various other people have have, have done just said, you know what i I want to be an entertainer in in to very very broadly use that word. <laughs> Yeah. um and and with very little um requirement can do so you know yeah well, i
1: think um the technology is so much more accessible than it ever yeah. used to be as well and i think that's part of the reason podcasts have just made this i've made this sort of big comeback is back in back you know back in the days you would have had to have you know i mean I, i've got a, a fairly retro kit with xlr cables and mixers and all sorts of things but even that runs usb into the laptop but these days i mean you you can plug a microphone directly into your laptop and there's freeware out there you can use to edit. In fact, some podcast host podcast hosting services have editors built into them as well. And that having those tools available for free or for very, I mean, I mean, for the best of best part of 80 quid, you can have almost studio quality microphones these days, um, which have never been the case before. I mean, when I brought, when I bought this mic 15 years ago, it was, you know, the best part of 200 quid and actually you still needed to buy a mixer and the cables and everything else to go with it these days for you know, if you really want to, for 50 quid, you can have a whole podcast set up, done.
0: <laughs> podcasting, like like I said, and like you said there, it's just, it's accessible. It's easy. It's it's maybe not easy. That's probably the wrong word, but it's easy to get into. Yeah. Um, so prior to, I'm guessing not from what you've said there, but prior to, Rob, were you involved in podcasting at all? Had you had any other podcast ideas or been involved in it other than obviously the radio and stuff like that? But is Is Roll Britannia essentially your first podcast?
1: Uh, yeah, it's the first one we've uh, first one we've uh, published. I've got we had a few ideas and we roughed out a few things, and some of those are going to make an appearance at some point in the future. We've uh, recorded a demo for another idea that we've had with a few of us. So you know there's a, there's a few things in the works for it. But yeah, Ro Britannia is very much my first uh, proper podcast that I've released. What about
0: the other guys? are they uh, any of them in- involved in that sort of side of life before this? Um,
1: not that we've ever discussed. <laughs> I can't say far, I can't say hundred percent, but yeah, um, to my knowledge, they they are very much. I mean, uh, Alex, who plays uh, Derek, he's got a, a sort of amateur theatrical background um, and uh, and does uh, film projects as as has uh, Paul, who plays maurus He's done a number of uh, films, some of which are available on the Sky Store. If you're really interested, um, uh, yeah, I mean, IMDb listing apparently
0: yeah feel free to name check them don't don't worry we we
1: we're not um beholden to any rules here
0: um
1: i, I would if I could remember the exact name i think it's um invasion <laughs> planet earth i think is one of the ones that you can buy uh, okay, nice. yeah i saw it in well i i I saw it in Tesco as well that was quite entertaining um seeing a film that you know someone works on you was like, oh, okay <laughs>
0: Feel free to send me any of those links. We'll we'll share them on the on the podcast and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or, in, or, or if anyone else has you know, in your group has anything that they want to uh, promote, I'm sure that the five people that listen to this will uh, be interested to check them out. Um, yeah. Okay, let's um let's give me a nice flavour. I'm hoping everyone at home a nice flavour of you know who you are and sort of type of person you are, James. Let's let's move I on. To so. Sort of. Yeah, hope so. Um, let's move on to sort of D and D, you know, TTRPG. Now, I know based on listening to you know your 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 shows as well as um I started listening to you were recently on the Dads and Dragons um
1: yeah we've uh, we've all been through Dads and Dragons so far <laughs> <laughs> they've had each of us on at the <laughs> I saw that yeah. I
0: didn't I, I saw ages ago that um an episode popped up with you guys uh to I, I don't know who it was but the, the the first two of you that were on there and yeah. um I didn't listen to it at the time and then I just recently I thought oh, I'm just going to have a look just to see if you've been on there. Because I thought, you know, aside from the, aside from Robert Tanya, I don't necessarily know you or know a lot about your history. So I thought I'll, I'll go and go and listen to that. And I started listening to it and I got about 10 minutes in, five 10 minutes in and I was like, I can't listen to this. Because this is going to influence me. This is going to like make me think of stuff. <laughs> I did catch the bit about the radio. Um, but no, I I, I hadn't realised until that point that all of you, whether individually or as pairs, you'd, you'd all been on there. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were two pairs and then me. Yeah, um, I will shout out to Dads and Dragons. Great, great podcast. Um, so anyone yeah. at home that hasn't listened to them before, um, please do listen to them. Um, so, yeah,
1: you've never played D&D before this podcast? No, the first time we well, Technically, the first time I rolled dice was uh, we did one very quick practice session just so the guys themselves, well, I mean, not, Alex, he's played he's played some before, but everyone else has never played, and so I thought we'd best do at least something so they get a vague idea of how the game works, in the sense of sometimes I'll tell you to roll a dice, and sometimes you. Um, but yeah, I've never I'd never rolled at all, but I mean like you know Monopoly and that, but yeah, I'd never really rolled a dice before. <laughs> you knew how a, you
0: knew how a dice rolled. You, you you knew
1: the theory, yeah? Right. Cluedo, yes. I I understand the principle there, so that probably applies to one with more sides. oh yes. No, that rolls. Yep, fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Literally, never never picked up any of the books before we started this down this road. Never, I had never wrote, never done a character sheet. Didn't know any of the websites. I would have to say, some of the tools that are out there are absolutely incredible, um, and have been invaluable to me because I think having to scroll trawl through the books every time I wanted to find something. Rather than hitting control f through the uh, the online copies that I purchased would be is uh, yeah it would take me a lot longer, so
0: I'm just trying to think the best way to order this let's do let's do the first thing let's 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 sell roll Britannia a little bit first i asked you um okay. I asked you before you came on if you had a d twenty ah uh, yes, I have two two just the one will be fine um, okay. Now, uh, what I'm doing is every DM that I'm having on the show, I'm, I'm, you know, you have to be charismatic to to, to sit in the DM chair. Um, I'm giving you, am giving you a plus four modifier. Um, what I'd like plus. you to do is roll me a D20, um, and uh, whatever number you've got plus four is the number of words you've got to describe Britannia.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, twelve. Okay, is that plus the four? Uh, yeah, that was plus the four. Yeah, I did not roll well. You
0: don't have to do it in 12. You can do it less than 12. If you if you think you can nail it in three, go for it.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm going to have to do some maths here. Maths is not my strong point. Uh, right. So, uh... <laughs> good, good, good for a
0: game that is very heavily based on mathematics.
1: Yeah, I I, I often have to ask the guys to add things up for me because I ain't got a clue. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. So um, let's try this. Uh, it's uh, four British lads. Um.
0: I'm not, don't I'm not worry, I won't count. Um. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, who've never played D and D before playing D and D. That's the best I can do with twelve words. <laughs>
0: fair play, fair play. Um, don't worry, I'll, I'll give you a better opportunity to sell the podcast. That we won't. Thanks. That's yeah. it. So, anyone at home, if you want to listen to four lads who have played, never played the indie, there you go. Um, no, five, five lads. Five lads. Yeah. Can count me. Yeah. Uh, yep.
1: you are you a player? Me. Are you a player? Not technically, uh, you are technically playing, aren't
0: I? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, with that in mind, the other question that I was thinking of asking was, with that in mind. Why on earth as 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 four lads and some other yep. some other person, um did you decide <laughs> to do a podcast about a game that you, apart from Alex, had never played? Uh,
1: well, for a number of reasons. one was that um I'd seen some things about it. My friend had uh, shown me a few bits and pieces online and stuff and show her you know and you know i was I was consciously aware of it. <laughs> um you know it's I think it's it's in popular culture people are aware of D&D as a thing and it always sounded something like something that I'd like to give a go at um and I think that it was sort of pushed me over the edge when we all got furloughed like this time last year you know and um I was sitting around with lots of time on my hands and going I need something to keep me sane you know um so yeah I, I sort of very slyly approached to uh, approach the guys and said hey how much of a geek are you? Uh, to which uh, Alex's response was, "Well, I've just finished playing a game of D and D." Does that answer your question? And I went, "Yes, yes, it does." <laughs> um, Paul, I think was watching Star Wars at the time when I asked him, and yeah, I think there was a. a I think uh, Chip had just finished doing some sort of uh, some sort of game with uh, with his friends as well. So it wasn't D and think he'd done some it was some sort of board game uh i want to say Catan, but i think that might be might be my sister's game he plays right. that a lot so i don't know what i'm getting my histories mixed up there with people now but there was certainly some sort of uh reference to some other sort of nerdy game going on at the time um and i, I think that my approach with tom was a little different i said uh tom i know you're uh i know you're quite the uh the performer you're quite an actor you know how do you feel like doing a bit of you know role play games with some friends not those kind obviously you know um <laughs> And it's, you know, that sort of tickled his, uh, tickled his fancy a bit. And uh, eventually I sort of dropped them out and it's D&D. But by that time he was already, he was already on board. So, you know, um, and we figured well, what's the worst that could happen? We have a laugh, it's terrible and we all move on with our lives, but it's still something to do and something fun. And as it turned out, being terrible at it also still seemed to work. So
0: <laughs> but very very much so, very much so. Um, <laughs> like like I said, I, I obviously joke, like just the success, the success story of, of Robert Tanya is is impressive, I think. I haven't looked the last two or three weeks, but obviously we've said there about the 30,000 downloads and stuff like that. But um, I looked uh, around the sort of time that I originally invited you on here, and I think I saw that Royal Britannia was like something ridiculous in the, in the UK games podcast chart. It was like top ten or 80. something like
1: that. I, th- I think. Oh, I, I think saw
0: much higher than that. I'm sure. Or did you? Yeah. We, we fluctuate. <laughs> well, that's the problem. It does. Like I've seen, I've seen podcasts yeah. that are in there one week and then completely gone. I don't check it that regularly, but I've. Saw. I think
1: we're consistently in the top five in uh, games on iTunes. Yeah. in the UK. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's, that's that's just
1: impressive. I think we've been we've been third for a few weeks, and then we dropped down to fifth, and we sort of float between the, those third, fourth, and fifth at the moment. Um, I think the the ones above us are the official D and D podcasts. So. You search D ampersand um, D, um, you you, t- you find us quite near the top of the list, which is quite nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's imp- it's very, very impressive. Right, all joking aside, all, all D twenty aside, tell me about Roll yep. Ro- Ro- Britannia. Talk talk to me about the show. Let's try and sell it to me. Try and sell it to our listeners. What what's 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 your show about, uh, and why should they listen?
1: ok, so, as well, as I mentioned, it is the, the five of us who have very little to no experience in d and d before we roll the first dice in the show, um, Alex has played some. The rest of us had never played before we started playing. Um and they, you know, we set sail on a sort of pirate-ish themed adventure. Um, and, yeah, they the guys find that. They have lots in common and lots not in common. Uh, they get along, but they also fight a lot. Uh, some of the, the, the best moments have come from them really not getting along, but in a very sort of fun, friendly way. Um, you know, the, the guys really, they, they play the characters so well um, and everything that happens in game is just in game. You know, I mean, we have had one occasion where there was a moment where one of the characters was having a real meltdown um, and when we got to the end of the sort of scene that we were recording, uh, we just paused a second. Just we just stopped and said, "Are, are you actually all right?" Because, and he's like, "No, no, it's fine. No, it was just it was just the character." Um, but yeah, the the whole thing is just it's all about uh, the rules are not really there to not really. If if you're really into really strict D and D games that follow the rules and really hem everything in and actually follow it as that sort of thing, it's probably not what you're looking for but actually for us we use those rules as a sort of structure for telling a fun entertaining story um that definitely doesn't involve pulling cows out of bags ever (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert yeah yeah yeah. um Um, it's not just the pulling them out it's the putting them in that's difficult
0: well yeah exactly um or indeed (laughs) or indeed having a shop that's um based around um a goose
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, oh goose.
0: <laughs> I think I think so so I'll, I'll be honest. I've listened I listened to like your first six episodes and then I sort of skipped to the la- the more the more recent ones because I, I you know there, there's so many podcasts out there to listen to that it's just to try and keep track of absolutely everyone. So I do want to cuz cuz I'm very very impressed with the, the product that you guys have got. I just thought right, I'm going to listen to where you began I want to listen to where you are now because I think that sort of tells a story in itself. Um mm. And uh, I think I think Argus, as a pun, came up in those first six episodes. I can't remember how, but I think it was certainly mentioned. Or maybe I saw it on social media and I thought, oh, look at them, very funny. Ar- Argos, but it's a goose, brilliant, very funny. And then I skipped to like the re- more recent episodes. Oh, no, you, you visit Argos
1: that's yep. run by <laughs> a goose, essentially. Yep. Um... Yep. It has all the pitfalls that you always find whenever you go to an Argos. Everything I've ever encountered there is is piled in in a sort of over-the-top dramatization of my my life's experiences having been to that shop. I'm sure they have plenty of very successful people and lots of really successful transactions, but I seem cursed to only ever get just insanity every time I go. I mean, I I don't know what happens. I go in, I order my thing, I get the ticket, and the number is always about 40 more than the next nearest number in there and I've no idea where these other orders are. And then you see your item. You see it there every time. I'm like, that's what I've bought. I have paid for it. All I have is this piece of paper. I can literally go and touch the thing that I've bought, but you won't give it to me because 40 other people who don't exist have bought something ahead of me. Just give me my thing.
0: I find um, it's been a while since I've been in one, to be fair. Um obviously partially because of COVID. Um everyone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I've not been in any shops, to be honest, for for a while. <laughs> um Argos is just it's 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 just a to me it's it's a British treat. I love Argos. Now oh, for the same reasons that you're actually saying there, like it's just insane that actually sometimes um you've you've placed your order, you've gone to 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 the you know, to pay for it and you've got there and it's sitting there already. You're thinking, how's that got there quicker than I've got there? Like, (laughs) you've got a warehouse and all these people to serve, and that item's already there. That's weird. Um, But, yeah, I I love Argos. I genuinely, it's my my favourite shop to shop in, just for the fact of the novelty of it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone else in the world decided, yes, we will put the things on the shelves, people will pick up the things and go and pay for the things. But Argos went, nope, people don't want to shop that way. Sort of like the internet, but worse. Yeah, it's the, I've never thought
0: of that. It is like basically the physical mes- manifestation of the internet. Um, mm. how, how old are you, James? Just out of interest, are you, are, are you a man of age that would remember the Index shops? Index, yeah, I remember Index. Yes, they've not been around for a long time, so I never know.
1: I never know uh, uh, <laughs> uh, roughly, you know, who remember. Them. But that was basically I remember when the Index in my in my hometown turned into an Argos. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's built for it, isn't it, really? It's ultimately exactly <laughs> the same product.
1: It was the same business model. They just... One was more
0: successful than the other. I feel like it had less charm. I always feel like Argos was a lot more bright and shiny and tried to lure you in <laughs> with this... Elizabeth, and the catalogue was more exciting. The catalogue... It had his Elizabeth Duke in the corner with, like, some dodgy yeah. <laughs> jewellery. Um, whereas Index was just like, what do you want? What number? It was just, yeah. Very much the, the Russian version. Um, yeah, but, yeah. so So... <laughs> With you slamming Argos, tell us how how fantastic <laughs> Argoose is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Argoose is just the same. Only instead of there being a teenager who doesn't really care what you want, there's a an Erichocra goose who doesn't know what you want. Um, so he uh, just just provides you the service that uh, an Erichocra who can only speak in the uh, the word honk does. You know, that's that's all he can say. Uh, so you place your orders and he serves you when the products turn up that's that's just the way it goes and sometimes you got to wait you got to wait um but he does it does have a good catalog a really good selection of stuff um you know the jar of bees is is a, a d staple but i think uh, we've had some some of some of our listeners have uh, submitted some fantastic items i think bob was one of my favorite ones that's been submitted lately bob the uh, bob the bag of holding because uh, in in bob's description it contains. I mean, it contains the phrase "Bob is a dick." That's it. Bob is a dick. Um, uh, it's a it's a bag of holding that, at my discretion, can dispense an animal. And there's a there's a table of animals. Mostly, most of them are bears. One of them is a swarm of bees. Um, but I think number four is a cow. Just a cow. It doesn't do anything. Just a cow. So if if I feel like something's going too well for the boys or not well enough, sometimes I can just make. A wild animal just up here. Just, it's great.
0: It's a fantastic tool. I think the beauty of D&D is you never know what you're going to need and when you're going to need it. A cow could be yep. the perfect thing you need right in that moment. Who knows? It could be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we've got some, re- some really cool items in there that the guys have had some good fun uh, shopping around for. Um, and I sort of... The, the homebrew that I've created with this uh, with this particular game, I've done away with the traditional bows and arrows and crossbows and stuff and replace them all with uh, sort of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean style uh, firearms. So people have pistols and muskets and blunderbusses and things like that. And I've sort of transposed some of the statistics, but uh, we have also got a really cool um, uh, a- what's the word uh, a sort of cool feature of these firearms that isn't part of traditional ranged weapons that I found from some Unearthed Arcana stuff, which was the um, it's the the risky factor um so every now if you if you miss with your weapon your your weapon misfire rate or risky rate increases and um eventually when you if you roll below that number then your weapon just explodes and deals the holder some damage which is quite cool um you know so it adds a little bit of drama to the old firearms thing a critical
0: miss then, essentially, that's just got a bit of... Fla- well, not just flavour, it's actually got quite a bit of damage on it as well. But um, Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the moment when it does because, you know, it'll shake things up.
0: Who's, um, out of interest, um, uh, who's in, who's, whose idea was it to go down the, the, the pirate uh, theme? Was that, was that yours? Was that something that you felt? That? The, whole,
1: the whole world has been entirely my creation.
0: What was, your, what was your thinking behind that? Are you, is that a sort of a world that you're into or is it like you just thought you wanted to try something different?
1: Um, well, I mean, it's a combination of things. I, You know, I I like the... I, I've always enjoyed the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, even though they're named one movie wrong. it's A bit weird. There's a whole theory around it. If you take the names of the movies and transpose them one to the right, the titles make sense. It's a bit weird. Um, nice. I mean, Dead Man's Chest is not the one... The, and Curse of the Black Pearl and it just doesn't the, you just need to transpose the names and it all makes sense um, and then you ignore the one that at the end um, <laughs> but uh, no it was um, it's something I was kind of into and um, yeah it's not something I'd sort of seen done anywhere and uh, as it happened that uh, while, while we were sort of coming up with the concept for the game I think uh, D&D released this uh, new archetype for rogues which was Swashbuckler and I thought well it's meant to be uh, because it meant that we could have actual pirates just turn up in the uh, and the players could generate one of those. So we've actually got a swashbuckler in the uh, in the team, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. some really cool features. And to be honest with you, I just really enjoy all the intricate stuff that there is out there. And if you want to go down the homebrew route, there is just... I mean, you couldn't read everything there is about it that people have published for, for you to use and stuff that you can buy online for pennies. Um, you know I mean thirty odd p buys you a whole sort of set of archetypes for someone from various websites, and it's just it's just you know it's cool to support artists like that where where you can um and you know a lot of the stuff has been put out there for free to use as well so there's there's just acres of reading and really cool stuff that can just really change your game up so I know there's a lot of there are there are some schools of thought that think you should stick to the the classic rules and stick to the official um rules here and there, but you know the other side of that is that people like me and a number of the other podcasts that are out there, we 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 just you know we go with what's cool. and the rule of cool is quite a quite an important one in in my game and a number of the a number of the podcasts that I've started listening to as a result of being part of this incredibly welcoming community. It's just amazing.
0: yeah, <laughs> the, the the TCRPG now listen, I, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the episode I did last last time round with Will um who's very much a a a uh, a pusher of talent um, uh, but it is it is just insane so many people talk about twitter in particular um but social media is in in general about it being you know uh, just a horrible you know pile of bile and, and everyone hating each other and all that sort of stuff i got to say like yes i've seen one or two instances of of, of not particularly nice stuff but generally speaking the the, the community of ttrpg is just ridiculously welcoming Um, almost to the point it's it's creepy just back off guys (laughs)
1: like just just let us find our own way stop stop being so supportive it's weird you know when when i started this i really had the impression that there would be a lot of gatekeeping going on and a lot of people would be sort of really against new people coming in and not doing the things the way that they would have done them and it just hasn't been that at all it's it's been it's just been incredible. Like everyone wants to see you succeed um, and everyone supports everyone else. I mean, the, the follow Fridays are just outrageous on Twitter. I mean, my, my phone blows up every Friday yeah. because everyone is tagging everyone. And it's an amazing world where everyone just wants to shout about everything else they're listening to and really get everyone to listen to that. I and mean, I'm running out of hours in the week to listen to the new shows that I keep picking up.
0: Yeah, it's mad. It's, it's, it's absolutely mad. Um, it's, you know, it, 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 as i said before like we are, we're, we're all competitors you know you and i we are competing for people's time we're competing for their attention um whether we like to admit that or not or whether we're too nice <laughs> to admit it or not but we are ultimately uh, you know if i sit here if i'm if i'm honest i want everyone to listen to us i want everyone to you know i want i want figures like you've got figures and more you know i want to be critical role <laughs> i want to be all of that but um i understand that's not going to happen um but I certainly don't want to succeed at the expense of anyone else. I want other people to to succeed as well. I want especially this community and and this you know this has been a you know life-changing sounds like it's a bit over the top but you know getting into D&D and TTRPG has been a very incredibly important thing for me in the last year and and so I want to see those people that have welcomed me have that success. And the story you know it's all about stories. Like just because you like one book doesn't mean you can't. It's not like you go. This is my favorite book, and all the other books are shit. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it does not work that way. Yeah. You know, you, you know I, I want you guys to succeed. Um, and you know, seeing people like yourselves doing so well, it blazes a path for the rest of us as well. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. You get you get more listeners. But equally, if once people listen to you guys, then they're like, okay, well, I'm up to date on
1: Roll Britannia. Who else can I listen yep. to? Um, well, we like we like to shout about, you know lots of other podcasts as well. I mean, you know, I think if you, if you've, if you've got a promo, you can ping me, I'll, uh, I'll drop it into an episode as well, because you know, a lot, uh, any show that I've been enjoying and listening to, and I've, and I've been started listening to your show, um, in the last sort of month. Um, I've been really enjoying it, you know? Um, so, you know, anyone that I, anyone that I'm listening to, I want to shout about because, I think other people, if I enjoy it, then other people will as well. And whatever, whatever I can do to get more people to listen to it, because we do this for a number, you know, I don't know about you, but I we do this for a number of reasons. One is that it, it's enjoyable. Two is that it helps keeps us keep us a little bit sane, weirdly, even with the craziness that we do in the show. And it, it was particularly important while we were all in proper lockdown and had really nothing else to go and do. And it was quite nice to have those kind of weekly features. But it's also, you know, we we want we do this because we get gratification from other people enjoying it. Um I know that sounds really, really quite dark to say, but actually seeing other people enjoy what we've made makes us feel good. And um and I think we can get that a certain amount of satisfaction from seeing them enjoy things that we enjoy as well. Um, you know, I there's a number of shows, um Fool's Quest and Into the Night that I, I listen to all the time and I absolutely love when people start listening to that and they say, Oh, we found them. Thanks to you guys. And that that's great because actually really enjoy it. It, it. it makes me feel good that I've helped someone else find another show that they like as well. And like you're saying, they are like books, you know, you know, you watch a lot of shows on Netflix. Um, but just because you watch one show doesn't mean you won't watch anything else. You know, it's not like you you're just tied into that. And when you, when that's finished, you stop and wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? People commute to work every day and actually we, we can only put out one hour of content every week. We, we don't have the time for that. So once you, you know, if you start at the beginning, you'll have, you'll have a good swing of our show, but then once you're all caught up, then you, you're not just going to sit and drive to work in silence, no, you know? No. And if I can help and if I can help any, any one of our listeners find another show like yours um, to get to start at the beginning and work all the way through. And then every week you get the latest episode from all the shows you love. I think that's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, and that's what we try to do. You know, you're saying there about, about follow Friday. That's, all, that's all we're trying to do is, is, you know, whether it's podcasts or something else like people that are great artists or whatever it might be, you know, we, we, we want to share that because, you know, it, it, there's so many talented people in this realm that we're yeah. now in. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just impossible. It, it is impossible to, to, to get your voice heard sometimes. Um, And I see, I see podcasts that have been going a lot longer than us. And I, although it doesn't mean anything by any means, the social media numbers, realistically, um, Mm. you sort of look, sometimes you go, they've been going for X number of years, and yet they've only got 500 followers. That's madness. I've, you know, we've got 2000 in less than a year. Like that's mad. And I want to give them props because they, they, you know, they've got a good product. They've got a good show and just whatever, it's just not for whatever reason connecting, maybe the wrong eyes are on it. The wrong people are interacting with them, whatever it might be. If I can just give them that nudge and 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 open it up a little bit for them. Um yeah. and just put it in front of one person, the right person that they need to get in front of, then you know.
1: Absolutely. That's what I hope for. Yeah. I mean, social media is a massive part of trying to just get your, your name out there. And I think the, the big advantage that we've had at Royal Britannia is that three of the five of us um work full time in social media. Um, so we we've got a bit of a, a bit of a grasp on yeah. what it is that makes social media work and how to make most of it, and the other side of it is that we've been really sort of good with our sort of division of labor with that. So, I look after all the Twitter um and man, man that sort of all day, every day, and definitely don't drink, don't during work hours.
0: We're both. No. I, I did. I did this on the last episode. i I'm. I both. Both James and I are <laughs> shaking our heads. This is not a visual podcast, everyone. <laughs> uh, we do a lot.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean. Paul looks after the, the Instagram for us, and he he hits up all the, uh, the the Facebook forums. Um We're actually launching a TikTok fairly soon. Um, we've got the page all set up, but we've got some content we're going to start firing out on there. And nice. you know, we, we've got a, a Reddit feed that Alex drops stuff into and stuff as well. So we, you know, we, we try and spread out the work as much as we can. So otherwise, it just becomes overwhelming. And I think um there's a few podcasts that I that I enjoy listening to, but I see that. It, it, you can tell that it's one person trying to do everything um and the trouble with that is that stuff there, there's only so many hours in the day and you can't commit your entire life to doing something that's um no. just for for fun um you know we enjoy doing it and if you if it becomes a full-time job and you're not getting paid for it then you know it, it starts to become stressful and we don't want to ever be like that so we want to make sure that everyone's just doing a little bit and it's still enjoyable
0: yeah, so I mean, it's the, I was actually gonna—I was actually gonna give you massive, massive amounts of kudos on the social media. I'll come back to that in a second, though, because um, I want to talk about me. Um, no, but I—I <laughs> I, I, I am one of those people. So, so we—we've got a, a pretty good division of labor in in our group. So we've got you know, um, uh, Stuart does our music. We've got Luke who does the editing. Um, Sam uh, does the artwork that we we put up every now and again, and. Uh, the other guys just turn up and then there's and then there's um uh sorry mj mike that was a joke you're you're much more than just turning up um but no i (laughs) i um i do the social media so i do pretty much all of the social media social media on my own um and i'm much more comfortable even though i never thought i'd say this 10 years ago i never thought i'd say this but i'm much more comfortable with the twitter side of things and the facebook and the instagram it just doesn't those don't seem to necessarily be getting much traction and it seems a bit harder to get noticed on those so i don't necessarily need to devote as much time whereas twitter seems to be a very active very easy way of bouncing off of each other and that's that's where we've got a lot of growth in um yeah but yeah i was gonna so come back to you guys like your social media your branding like everything is just it, it really is uh, impeccable um Thanks. and uh, i think that's um as well as obviously you've got a fantastic product itself but i think as well you're i remember talking to um stuart weeks or months ago about you guys um and just like we were just saying like how just bold and how like your stuff just it just pops it just stands out it just whatever it is You've got this—that <laughs> something that just seems to stand out really, really well—and um, I think that's that certainly helps you separate, se- se- separate yourself from the, the pack. Which then obviously helps get you listeners, which whatever you know. And then obviously you've got the great, yeah. you've got the great product at the end of it to to, to back it up. Because If you haven't got that, it's <laughs> all so well and good being noticed. But well, you've yeah, nothing at the end.
1: Of it, so. <laughs> you can always sprinkle it, sprinkle sprinkle glitter on uh, on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but as soon as someone eats it yeah they're gonna know <laughs> yeah they're gonna know so um no I think I think that's amazing I, I, I do love your, your stuff and not just you know just the branding but just like the fact that you like your your episodes like you'll release an episode and then you've got what four or five reminders throughout the week about it whether it's yeah. just the little audio clips whether it's the out of context stuff
1: yeah well we just got to stay front of mind that's I mean that's that's the whole strategy of it you know if uh, if you if you just put something out there for us, if we just put something out there and, and don't just say, Hey, have you checked this out? Have you checked this out? Have you, you know, we'll, we'll get the listens eventually. Cause uh, you know, we, we seem to, I think we have a reasonable number of subscribers as best as you can tell with the statistics that are available because we get a certain, a certain number of sort of regular listens and then it sort of fluctuates above that. Um, so I think from judging from what I can see from the statistics, we seem to have a reasonable number of subscribers, but um, it's those ones that you sort of, the you want to make sure that they are sort of people are sort of thinking about you every week. Um, I mean, what, what we find is that some weeks will dip down and then the following two weeks later or something will have a huge spike because everyone sort of caught up with us, which is great. But we want to try and keep everyone listening every week. And I know I appreciate some people, some people's lives don't, don't work that way. Some people stay, you know, certainly with, uh, with my working now, some weeks I'll be out and about a lot and other weeks I'll be working from home a lot. Um, yeah. you know, so if I was out and about more, I'd be listening to more podcasts cause it's, you know stuff you can do in the car whereas when you're sat in front of your, your computer it's you're sort of meant to be working on stuff <laughs> and trying to edit video while uh, while listening to a podcast tends to cause problems at both ends um <laughs> yeah, probably not the best start putting the wrong stuff no. in the wrong places um, yeah no no one needs that but um no it's uh, yeah i think uh we, we do we do everything we can just to try and utilize our social media as much as as much as we possibly can. I mean Paul does a great job putting the artwork together for us and the actual the bespoke art that we that um, Alex draws for us every week. Well not every week, but he does do a a number of it It goes into our store. So we've just uh just some new phone case designs have just gone into the store which is really cool. Nice. Um it does all those sorts of things and we've just we've just got a new logo for the wizard's sleeve.
0: The yes the 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 (laughs) one the pocket pub portal. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Um. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I. You know, I don't want to keep gushing over your stuff, but yeah, it just you. You tick so many boxes, and it's it, it's fantastic. And it must, you know, like you said there, about seeing people enjoying your own thing. Like when you see people, you know, having your merch and stuff like that, it must be must feel pretty pretty amazing.
1: Oh, it's honestly, it's it's unbelievable that anyone would spend any money on anything we've made at all. Um. Yeah, it just so. When people tweeted us pictures of them wearing our hoodies, and um, we couldn't uh, it's just unbelievable couldn't believe that someone would would buy those and and would be wearing them and you know this this time last year when we just started this well, it wasn't even wasn't even this time it was uh not till may actually um are we in may yet no not yet <laughs> not till may, <laughs> but you know it was that that time when we you know we there was no way we would have thought people would anyone would except maybe you know our parents or our wives <laughs> would spend any money on anything we'd made because you know it was just it's just something for fun for us and we just love that people are enjoying it. Um you know and I think that uh yeah you know, we we had our um little push for a us a beer which was really the fact that anyone done it had any money to us was incredible. Um it has it you know it's it's gone towards a good cause for our for our podcast. Um I think uh, hosting is the word there for our website <laughs> um you know which is on its way we've got a we've got a bespoke website coming so yay it will actually be at royal britannia <laughs> rather than a, a random wix site
0: <laughs> yeah you you're just you know like, like it just seems to be getting better and better and you've, you've got all these things it's just going to snowball so yeah you know, well well done guys um it's fantastic Thank you. fantastic um i'm So let's get on to the DMing side of life. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time this evening. I'm sure you've got plenty of other things you'd rather be doing than talking about D and D. Right. So yeah, you you are the DM. Um, I think the first question I've got to ask is why 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 is um, why isn't
1: Alex the DM? Uh, For two reasons. One is that I came up with it, and it feels a little bit rude to come up, invite someone, and say, "Hey, I want to do a podcast. I want to do do D and D." can you run it um and the other side of it is that it's my sort of brainchild the story the the, the world the whole thing and it's quite difficult to try and translate that into a sort of world that someone else could pick up and play with yeah um because you know short of writing a 200 page book on everything uh even that probably wouldn't be enough you know what i mean um I, I I don't really know how to explain how I envisage the whole world playing out, and then to have to sort of play the overarching story without playing it. how I yeah. how I know it, it's going. You know, it's it's not that I know how it's going to play out. It's that I have a sort of end game in sight for you know what what everything's kind of building towards. I mean, the guys are going to change that 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 has to change and shift and everything along the way. So. You know, it may end up being a totally different end story, um, but I've got something that's sort of at play in the background that's working its way through. So, um, and trying to explain that and then not play like you, like I know how that's going, I I would not necessarily be able to play that to my yeah. best.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that makes that makes total sense. Um, and I I suspect it it was gonna be something like that. But obviously, like I say, when I listened to episode one and it was just like. Hi, I'm James. I, you know, I, I don't know how. You know I've never played before. Oh, I've never played before. I've never played before. Hi, I'm Alex. Yeah, I've got a, a rich and intense history with D and D, but I'm just playing. It's like, hang on, this this dynamic seems weird. Surely you should be the guy that's
1: DMing. Yeah. Um, also, he he was quite looking forward to because he's only ever DM'd until yeah. this. So. He's quite excited about the opportunity to not DM because I think it's from my understanding of the the D and D world is that once you become a DM, it's very difficult to, to stop being one because everyone just wants you to do the game all the time. It is, it is, and that's why I
0: wanted to do a show about DMs because DMs <laughs> are it. It's it is a I don't want to say it's a thankless task because I, I don't think that's that seems sounds like I'm 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 calling my players or any players um uh, uh, bastards, but. <laughs> it is it is a lot. I think until you've DM'd, I don't think you realize how much work is involved in DMing. Um yeah. and there's and, and there is a meme, there is a meme that's 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 gone around. I think I've got I've probably mentioned it on this show already before, and it's it's like character, like wizard says something along the lines of um, oh I can't keep track of all my spells. And then it's like DM trying to keep track of 30 characters, a load of spells. <laughs> um you know, a a bag that's full of animals and a goose. Um, yeah, it's it's the amount of stuff you've got to keep in mind. Like I've spent hours this week preparing for our next session, just because I need to know where that where we where we're going. Um. So yeah, so on that on that,
1: so have you have you played? Uh, I have, yeah. I did. Um, I played in the Christmas special for Fall's Quest. They had uh, it was um, a twenty sided die hard. Which was a uh, yeah a diehard themed Christmas special. So I played a uh, a gnomish monk in that uh, called uh, Heckard Straw, not to be confused with the uh, uh, the character from the uh, Fast franchise. Um, yeah, so that was quite cool. And we've um, and uh, Alex very kindly ran a bit of a, uh, a magic training session for the guys because they were starting to get a bit overwhelmed by the sheer amount of magic spells they had available to them and i i got to play a little uh, a little uh, bit part in that as uh, as heckard straw again which was really good fun um so yeah uh, we did record that as well so at some point that will be uh, that will probably become available um nice. either as bonus material or or some other source maybe a youtube thing i don't know
0: how how did you um so obviously like, like we said earlier in the show you've come into royal britannia as a dm with with basically zero experience whatsoever of the playing of dming or anything Mm -hmm. um so then after several months of being a dm finally getting that chance to play if you hadn't played before how did you find that like transition is probably the wrong word but how did you find being (laughs) the other side
1: i'll be honest it's quite nerve-wracking not being in control was Isn't uh <laughs> you know it's very weird because Isn't you it? think oh it's just gonna be really chill i'm just gonna go with the flow and just really just roll the dice play the game it's fine but i had no idea what was gonna happen i mean i had vague idea because it was die hard but you know you know the overarching thing but it's like i don't actually know what's gonna happen next and although as a dm you never know what your players are gonna do you're very much in control of what happens next um to an extent yeah. i mean sometimes the players pull out something you just Sometimes you just have to go. Do you know what? I had, n- I've got nothing for this. I nothing at all. No. I, yeah. I... You've gone totally off piece here. You're on a different mountain. I don't know what's going on. Let's just go with it. <laughs> See what happens. Um. So yeah, I think it was just a bit nerve wracking, to be honest. I think far. I mean, there's a lot more prep that goes into being a DM. I think I, you know, I have to do a lot more work for it. But it was a lot more stressful being a player.
0: Yeah, I, I, I remember at one point, so. My history with with playing is I I very much like you, I came into D D and DM'd from the start. Now we we actually played a game prior to doing our podcast, we sort of did like a practice run, so to speak, a campaign. Um but my first ever D session, I was DM and I've been DM since. And <laughs> um so I understand the struggles of anything like you've gone through. Uh, but I'll come to that in a second and ask you about how you how you process that. But I, I started playing a few months in. Um, with a completely, well, maybe not a completely different group. It was some of our players and some of a group of others. And yeah, I just think, I think people should do either. I think people should give a go to both sides. I think forever DMs need to have a go at playing, and I think players need to have a go at DMing. Because, like you, I probably thought, oh, playing's easy, or you know, you can just do what you want. I can just turn up as long as, yeah. I've, as, long as I've got a good character, I can just turn up and I can just just do what I want in the moment, and you know, whatever makes <laughs> sense. And then you sort of go. Some you get some sessions and you go, I've got no idea what to do. I just don't know. Apart from being stupid and doing something really like just off the wall, like I don't know how to push this story forward anymore. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think I've grown into the DM role and and realised actually, like you said there, being in control. I think I think I probably prefer it. So starting as a DM, how did you find that then? Like, did you did you do how much research did you do to get
1: into? A lot of reading lots of reading where did <laughs> it was you start lots and lots of reading um the well i started w- looking with the um the starter pack that you can get um as a really simplified version of the rules which sort of like break, break down the game and how it all works um and then there was the player's handbook and the dm's guide which um there was lots of references to and then it was just reading um a few things and yeah just um, I checked out a couple of podcasts that I could find. Um, yeah, it was all, it just seemed from what I was reading um, and I did do a little, have done subsequent reading uh, into fourth edition and wow. wow, that is so much more complicated. Like I I, can, I totally understand how Dungeons and Dragons has got that much more popular since fifth edition came out because it's so much, so much more straightforward. <laughs> I mean, I was reading the fourth edition rules, going, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, just no clue. And I'm, I'm sure if you, if that's what you know, if you, if you started playing with that, or you know, you, you were brought into that after three and a half edition, which I have never seen the rules for, which I understand was because three wasn't very good. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know the history of it. But yeah, I, I don't really understand how it went three, three and a half, four. Um, I think there must have been some sort of big mod. <laughs> um but yeah the fourth edition rules are, are totally beyond me um and i don't think if those those had been the rules um i don't think this pod, our podcast would have happened because you know i did lots of reading and i couldn't get my head around it so trying to get players to understand that who haven't even done the reading of the rules um would be a nightmare i think so yeah i mean mostly lots and lots of reading and being very nerdy and know having not very much to do during lockdown the first yeah the first the first of many um so how did because i
0: mean oh, jesus so yeah um, like i said I, I i i've i started as a dm but i had the luxury of having like that that starter campaign to go through your first yeah. basically your first dm session is your first episode of the podcast I mean, I've already blown a lot of smoke up your guys' artists. But your that first episode, there is absolutely no way I can listen to that and go, Oh yeah, you can tell he's a new DM. You can tell he's never played this game before. What's he going on about? Nice. Like it's 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 ridiculous how much confidence and how much you nail that from day one. And I know you said earlier um about you use the rules very lightly to try and, you know, just it's it's more it's more like a role play with a few rules stuck on side.
1: Yeah. But man it's just i did a lot of prep for those for for that first whole that entire arc was i mean if going back and listening to it now i can you can tell that it's a lot more restricted in whether it's a lot more linear about everything they go through There's, there's there's a lot less flexibility in what they can do it's kind of and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing they go through step by step by step, which, um, you know, I planned all of that out. So I was confident because I knew the material that I'd written. I knew exactly where everything was, what everything was going to be. Um, and although I do a lot of prep for the, the current arcs and everything, because the world, because the, the, the areas they're going into are that much bigger, and because the guys are a lot more confident in exploring things themselves and bringing stuff to life, I have to be a lot more flexible in what they do. So although I'll have the bones of something. initially and i'll have a little bit of a little bit of stuff fleshed out the sort of main stuff and there'll be things going on the the the, the arcs that we're playing at the moment are very much fleshed out by the guys as they play them mm. um so there's a lot more improvisation involved in that although you know there there are some sort of restrictions in that like um you know I, there are cer- certain areas that I deliberately try and build ways to keep them into certain things and give them incentives to carry on and doing stuff. And I think the biggest reason for that is to give them a reason to want to do things um, as characters. And that sort of stops their little uh, wandering off into the wilderness that uh, I feared they might do one day. But I, so <laughs> far, I've managed to wrangle them in. Um, herding sheep, is the, herding cats is the one that, uh, that uh, seems to come to mind the most about uh, about players oh. um because they they really just want to go and do their right. i mean at one point i did have to learn all about cranberry farming um, <laughs> because i genuinely did because one of the players just came up with um uh, that i'd set, set aside this beachfront bar for them um and all of the rest of them had ordered drinks and uh th- one of them just decided no i don't drink before a mission i'll have a cranberry juice um and then started in, asking if it was made locally and all of these things and I just and ended up down this this whole rabbit hole so in between that recording session and the next one I had to rewrite the map that we were on add a cranberry farm and then learn how cranberries are farmed
0: You're <laughs> you know it's,
1: yeah yeah but I knew they were going to ask and they did
0: <laughs> it's just mad it's just the whole game when, when when you hear stories like that it's just insane like what players come up with and you they're expecting you to know like <laughs> your your game's got nothing to do with cranberries. Your game's got nothing to do with 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 that side of life. Um, and they're expecting you to answer questions. But fair play. No, <laughs> so, but my my players will not get that treatment. Um, I'm 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 willing to work with them on their character development. I'm willing to work with them on 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 getting certain extra I don't know magic items or something like that. They start asking me stuff like that. I'll just shut it down. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs>
1: Maybe I should. I don't know. But I'm just, I think I'm too willing to accept their madness. No,
0: no, no. Fair play. You know, what, um, what, so aside from those sort of things, like what, what, what do you think, what have you found as a new DM? uh, What did you find easiest or hardest, really? Just what, 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 in, in DMing, like where, where do you think your strengths are? Where do you think your weaknesses are? Just to give, just to give your players something to to exploit later on when they listen to (laughs) this.
1: I'm definitely bad at remembering people's accents in the game. Oh. Really bad. Just not. I mean, with the exception of two or three of them um, who have quite uh, re- well, firstly reoccurring and quite recognisable accents. The sort of NPCs that come and go, or ones that are sort of throwaway, and then mystique, and then they demand to see again four episodes later. Um, I'm I'm very bad at trying to remember that, what on earth they sounded like. So if you listen consecutively to a number of episodes you might find that some characters just totally change what they sound like i mean at one point one of them does change dramatically sort of uh one episode to the next and the the players comment on it so um yeah it's got a cold for the rest of uh, for the rest of the episode that's just what that's just how it is i
0: i had that with i had that with one npc where i listened we introduced him and he had an accent and then he went away and then he came back later and i realized when I then listened to me doing his original voice, I was like, "Oh damn, my my more recent ones have been way off." And so I just yeah. I just built it in, like like you've just done there with the cold. You just build it in and just go, "Oh okay, his voice is different because um,
1: yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah." So I'm I'm very bad for that. Um, I think uh, you know there's a, there's a certain amount of sometimes I get a, a, a little bit. Uh, I get well I say a little bit sometimes I mean it'd be hard not to be completely thrown by what they come out with sometimes, and you just sort of have to take a moment because I mean they just go so off pieced sometimes you just pull things they pull things out you think I mean no one could have predicted that you'd do that
0: what's the what's the worst then what's the worst thing whether it's made it to air or not is up to you, but what's the worst thing <laughs> that they've put in front of you that you've had to deal
1: with um <sighs> some i don't want to give away to i don't really want to give away any spoilers or anything um, okay but there's been air then <laughs> yeah um i mean the fact that at one point that um one of the characters decided that they would uh completely break away from the entire group and wander off to the other side of the map by, by themselves to investigate a room i had absolutely nothing planned for it was just a room because otherwise the building would have been a weird shape um and then i had to on the fly invent an npc who they then decided that they would take back with them so i had a character i had to come up with a character on the fly who had absolutely no purpose in that world who i then had to drag back with them and is now part of the ongoing show Players,
0: players will definitely though. They, 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 they'll. I don't know if they do it intentionally. I don't think. I don't. I'd like to think they no. don't. Um, no. But they've got <laughs> they've got freedom at the end of the day, and they can do whatever. they yeah. They don't know where you want them to go. They don't know what. You know. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, absolutely. I,
1: I say to the guys whenever they say, "Oh, can I do this?" I said, "Look, it's D and D. You do what you want to do. You do you. if That's what your character would do. Do it. We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then you've got you've got to pay for the consequences." I do, but I mean, it's it's true to the, the nature of the game. It's not it's not the rules. It's just what the game's about. It's about you know, they they are playing characters in this world, and if that's what the character would do, I've just got to suck it up and deal with it.
0: Yeah. Um. Do you take a moment, <laughs> like you said, do you, do, do, when that happens? Do you take a moment? Do you just sort of like?
1: I mean, it depends how it depends how much I break down laughing. Um. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just need a couple of minutes just to just be like, I, I would need a moment because. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Mostly, I try and style it out, and we'll just play on. But once or twice, we've t- it's it has sort of broken down a little bit, where we've all just sort of fallen about laughing at ourselves.
0: Are you pretty good at um, coming up with stuff on the fly?
1: Uh, reasonably, although mysteriously, name my ne- my on the fly naming is not very good. I do seem to come out with the name Alan quite a lot. <laughs> do you know an Alan? Is that something? That's, is that a- uh, I, I know a couple of Alans, but not not super well. But yeah, they just. You know, it just seems to be a name that sticks in my head. I don't know why. On the on the cuff, if I have to come up with a name, it's if if I if I say someone's name is Alan, I'm probably lying.
0: It's interesting because, like um, Will said that on the last episode, he said that he comes up with Gary quite a lot. You're you're saying Alan? Yeah. See, I'm the opposite yeah. end of the scale. That if they ask me if they ask me a name of a character, I sort of just verbal diarrhea, just a couple of noises. It would just be like <laughs> we, we had an early episode where where they I don't know they wanted to check whether there was a broken down bridge and they wanted to check um, whether it had been, um, uh, whether it had been broken down by natural means or whether someone had sawed it, sawed it off. Yeah. Um. And they rolled a natural 20 on their check of it. And I basically Ooh. said, Oh, not only do you realize that it was because of this, um, you also know that it was made by a cursed uncle. Um, and I completely, <laughs> and now we've just now we've got cursed uncles. It's just yes. noises. It was just noises that came out of my mouth. Yeah. Um. Cause I, <laughs>
1: I couldn't think of anything else. Um I did I did try to save an Alan once. I tried to um you know when they said, Oh, what's his name? And I said, Alan. They went, what, like the other guy? No, 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 it's spelled with a Y. You know, A-Y-L-N. you know, it's another word spelling Alan. They went, Yalan. I went, Yes, Yallen. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
0: Just find Alan translated into all various languages, like Elaine yeah. Al- and all
1: that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, most people, were, I would have said Alan with a Y in the middle, but they, they, when I said Alan with a Y, they just immediately assumed at the beginning. Yeah. So Yalan was born. Yalan was born. It
0: works for you, doesn't it? At least it gives you oh, a yeah. different different name. It'll be Ballen next, and Dallon. You, you've got twenty six <laughs> options, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so you said, coming back to your homebrew then? Okay um when was that born when was that was did you have the homebrew before like did you come up with that idea before you started getting into D, so to speak or did you start reading like doing your research and it was like right i want to do a homebrew campaign what do i want to do like how did that how was that born and also you you said there earlier about the fact that you've got sort of like an idea of the end game so to speak yeah is you is it is your game ever evolving like do you have like a story or is it just sort of like almost being shaped by events that are
1: happening each time you DM yeah so um I came up with the concept really before I started approaching anyone to play it I was sort of thinking when I started thinking I'd like to do a DD game um, and then i sort of thought well if we can do the game maybe it'd be good to do it as a podcast and then sort of you know built the whole sort of the rough concept about what I wanted to do and sort of read into it a bit and you know picked out a few things that I'd like to do and then started approaching the guys about it and they were keen they wanted to get on board with it they wanted to give it a go um and yeah so that was kind of where that all came from and i have and when i say the end game i mean the end of season one which is probably gonna be about four years long at this rate um i have got a season two roughly in my mind um (laughs) it's a you know it's an extensive thing um but no we uh, have got a, a rough end game because you know they are sort of working towards something but the world is very much being shaped by what they do and i tell i say this to the guys whenever they sort of you know do anything fairly dramatic i said you know just just remember everything you do in this world has a consequence because i have ideas for how things when i present you with things i'm trying i've on, when i create the stuff i try not to make it a two dimensional thing a standalone thing everything that i try and do has links somewhere with something else um so when they do stuff it has repercussions good or bad um and what they decide to do matters you know there's a couple of things that have come up so far that have only been minor things but they have changed how they were able to do stuff um because of things they've done in the past and it's changed the world that they're in um and there's going to be some fairly big things coming up that if they make one decision, it will change one way, and if they make another, it will change another. Um, so not that they know what the decisions are, because that's the nature of fate. You know, you know the uh, sliding doors, they choose one thing, and it sends them off down a totally different path. So <laughs> butterfly wings and all that.
0: Yeah, uh, see, I, I, we, I trapped myself into pre-made. I, I didn't think that I would have the... Um, the creativity, I guess, or the time to create a whole world that we could do as a podcast or whatever. So we we went down the pre-made uh, module, Storm King Thunder. And yeah, it's, I now, I wish that I'd done, if I had the capabilities of doing it, I wish I'd done a homebrew for those very reasons. Like I like the idea that, you know your world, you know, to some degree, apart from that one room where no one was supposed to go, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you know your world. Um, and, and you can shape it however you want, whether whether in the moment or whether that's, you know, long-term. Um, whereas with, with a pre-made, it's a little bit more difficult because you've got, a, you know, there's a story there, and you can adapt it a little yeah. bit, you can play around with it a little bit, but realistically, you've got beats that you need to hit. Um, so, yeah, I mean... <sighs> how, how did you find that then? So you are you'll find it, but you're found, finding it like the, writing the story. Is that, is that, you you're finding that easy to, to, to adapt it on the fly and, and to, you know, to, to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, like you're saying, it, it's probably easier for me because it's all in my head anyway. It's, it's all things that I've written and I've come up with. So I know instinctively where things can fit in and where things can change and what, changing certain things. I mean, I've got a massive document of sort of the world as I've sort of made it. Um, roughed out so there's sort of key things in there that, you know, if I if I'm in doubts about something, I can refer back to what I was planning earlier. So that things that they've done still make sense. Um but yeah, it's um it's relative it's relatively straightforward for me just because I know what it is that I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to take everything. Um and you know like if if they wander off and do something else then there are it's it's a map that i have created it's a world that they live in that i've put them in this little sandbox that i've made for myself and although they've only seen a small part of it thus far if they do decide to go completely off beast and wander off into the sunset there are things out there um whether they'll survive it or not is a very is a very different matter because <laughs> uh you know the the story is i've sort of planned it sort of takes them up this gradual arc but there's no reason other than me trying to give them incentives um to stick to it and if they decide to go off peace, then <laughs> we'll see what the world has for them um it's all out there it all exists right. as it is at the moment so um yeah things are things cogs are turning and things are in motion for them and hopefully they'll uh, when they stand back at the end of season one and see the big picture they i hope they're uh, suitably pleased and impressed <laughs>
0: I'm sure. I'm sure they will be. I, 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 you know, if you if you're playing a game for four years, I think they'll. <laughs> I know. I know it's a slight tongue cheek, but um, you know, I'm sure that they, they, they'll they'll understand how impressive it was. But um, has your
1: world got a name? Do you know that's the one thing that I haven't decided on. Um, I have referred to it as a number of sort of different things, but mostly as a sort of coll- a colloquialism. Um, because it's there's a sort of empire that has a name within it. Um, which I've kind of been using to refer to the the kind of known world, as it were. Um, But there are sort of other empires within that world that are sort of not part of the characters, wouldn't really be conscious of them. Mm. Um, So it's very much just sort of the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm hoping that as the story progresses, there'll be something that gives it that kind of earthy feel without just being a name off a generator or something a bit twee.
0: Just Alan World.
1: Yeah. Alan. <laughs> um, you, you,
0: Alan, brilliant, <laughs> of course. Um, Alan Ahoy. Um, <laughs> are you a copious note taker? Have you got like
1: reams of notes on the stuff, or is it sort of more in your head? Yeah, I mean, I've got, uh, I write a lot of Google Docs with concepts and ideas. And I put, you know, what I tend to do is bring in the, the monster stats and character stats, like crucial character stats for things that I think they're likely to encounter in the next recording. Um, so it's kind of all in one place, but um, yeah, mostly when they do stuff because it's all recorded, it's quite easy to keep track of. And anything really crucial that I that they do, I do take a note of and just store it in the world document, um, just to keep sure, keep track of everything that's che- that they've changed.
0: Do you um, homebrew any monsters as well? You were just saying there about about creatures, or is it you do you
1: use the stamp? Yeah, there's. Um, I haven't really homebrewed that many monsters thus far. I've sort of tweaked a couple of them. Um, because I wanted them to have some more particularly in the early levels of the game, because really, when you're quite low level, there's very few things you can do battle with um that are really that interesting. You end up fighting here's a skeleton, here's another skeleton here's a <laughs> bandit, you know yeah, let's do something a bit more interesting. let's you know let's have some creative stuff. so I sort of artificially weakened a number of monsters just to give them something, give them something. Little bit more with a little bit more flavor for them to do a little bit with. Um, but there's a couple of the, I mean, one of the arcs that's coming up will have a variety of quite tasty looking uh, homebrew creatures.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was was thinking that the other day actually. Like, I was trying to, I was trying to work out in our sessions, like, what, what creatures had they, like, our our players faced. And I was like, they faced a lot of goblins. And it's like, okay, I mean, I know why. Um, but then it's just like oh I hope they don't get a bit bored of just facing the same thing I mean luckily they don't have any in the, in the upcoming future but at the same time it was just like <laughs> yeah the it made me worry the variety of creatures that they, they faced might get a bit you know it'd be nice for them to face some new things and, and some more and some yeah. dangerous things as well I was thinking about heroic moments like when I've watched like a critical role or something like that and it's like they've killed like some big monster or some big bat like you know gang of things and like how like yeah. pumped they are at the end of it um, yeah so i need to throw some of those into the mix to try and give them their heroic moments and make them feel mm-hmm. worth something yeah so i mean are you a forever dm do you think
1: yeah i think i think i, I will be dming i think we'll dm for most of the uh, most of my D and D time but i'll do the odd uh, I, I do like the odd game um just uh here and there have you tried any other any other ttrpgs or are you in uh, one other that we've um that uh I've done with uh a different group of friends and I will be doing as a uh, a piece of bonus content with these with these guys but I I, I dare not say more at this point <laughs> no worries <laughs> it's all it'll be it'll all become clear in the uh, in in the months ahead
0: lovely stuff any new as as a new dm um what advice would you give Some, someone someone listening to this now Maybe one of, maybe one of Rob Britannia's listeners who's, who's just never got into it or maybe never tried being a DM. What would be the one sort of piece of advice you think you'd give?
1: Uh, I think don't worry about the rules. Uh, that would be my advice. Just the rule of cool is the most important thing. If people are having fun, that's the end game of it. There's no, there's no point sticking to the rules if people aren't enjoying it. So, you know, have the rules, follow them as best you can, but don't worry if you get it wrong. Don't worry if you don't know the answer. Just make something up. Have fun. Just, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry too much about the rules. It's a game. It's meant to be fun. Yeah, I've I've had that sort of
0: same conversation with a couple of people. It, it, it's, that is the key thing. Just have fun with it. Like, you get the player's handbook and the and the Dungeon Master's Guide, and, you know, there's there's hundreds of pages of stuff to go through. Um, to, A, remember all of that is impressive, <laughs> but also to try and apply all of it. You know, it's it's just going to suck. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's games out there that, that play it, rule as written, yep. and they're... You know, for that group and those people, it's fantastic, and and I can see the appeal. I can see the appeal of playing like because the one I always go on about is like rations, Um mm. rations, or or you know, yeah, that's the that's the main one. And I sort of think oh, I don't, my players don't really want to have to think about how much stuff they've got, like how many, yeah. like yeah. have they got five days worth of food for the next five? I, yeah, it's just you know. But I'm sure that there's you know, it's playing. It's like playing a game on hard, isn't it? I guess when you when you throw yeah. those role, rules in, it's just like going right. I'm gonna play. The Last of Us Two on on absolutely yeah absolute yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah no I mean magical components are a big one that loads of people drop out because no one could be bothered to find a twig and a rabbit's foot and <laughs> <some laughs> parsley uh, and three gummy bears to cast a spell just it's more fun just do the magic you know what I mean like to
0: do that once just... that spell once do you know what I mean yeah. like and it's not even a big spell I can understand with something no. like Revivify which is like you know, you want to bring someone back to life. Okay, I understand yeah. that's that's a huge spell, but for yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But for like a a, a level one spell, no, we don't need. Yeah,
1: it's, don't it's it's not fun. It's not interesting to play. It's not interesting to listen to for us. Um, you know, I'm sure again, I'm sure some people really, you know, really get into the nitty gritty of doing all the technical things and get a certain amount of satisfaction from actually having achieved that thing after the. Hours of hunting for various items that they need. They can do this magic thing, but for us, we'd rather just have some blasting of firebolts left, right, and center, and you know, do cool stuff.
0: What's <laughs> the point of, of escaping into a world of magic and then binding those hands? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I say, the rule of cool. That is, uh, that's 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 the thing for us. If it's cool, yeah, do it. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. And then hope you roll really
1: good for it. 'Cause otherwise... Yeah, because if you roll badly, you're gonna faceplant. That's gonna happen. <laughs> Do you fudge rolls? Uh, no. Okay.
0: <laughs> there we go. That's all I needed. I, that's all. Like, just the tone was enough. That's fine.
1: Any DM that says they don't, they're lying. That's what the DM screen is for.
0: <laughs> Very true. I try not to, but I yeah, sometimes. I, I don't... I don't want to say I fudge it, but I certainly am generous with it. Let's <laughs> just put really it that yeah. way. Um, we had we we had one oh, of our no, players die. No, you.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, oh. we 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 actually had one, one of our players died in like the third or fourth session that we ever played, Ooh. and it was like, yeah, it's like I, I don't want to go through that again. Oh, that that was it. That was the question yeah. I was going to come back to. That was it. Just the very oh. last. This is the very last question for you, actually. Before well, we just close out the show, pretty much. What type of... I think I've got the, the sense from everything you've said tonight. What type of DM are you? Are, do, do you... do you, Are you working with your players or are you working against your players or are you somewhere in the middle? Definitely with them. Yeah?
1: yeah we're, we're collectively telling a story.
0: Do you want them to die sometimes, though?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only very occasionally when they're really annoying. <laughs> when they just won't play... No, no that it's it's all it's all a collective storytelling and you know um maybe some of them maybe one of them maybe two of them maybe all of them will die at some point within this story and we'll end up with a totally different cast by the end of season one who knows um but yeah uh i'm i'm not i'm not a fan of just me versus the players because then it becomes confrontational and actually for me a natural one doesn't have to be a bad thing it can be it, it's uh, it's not a fail. It's an opportunity to, to do something you didn't know you were going to do.
0: There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I, want I mean, my... it
1: could be face planting,
0: but you know, I yeah, <laughs> we, we've we've come up with some with, with some critical missile, uh, critical miss like flavor things like rather than just going by buying the stuff that's out there. We sort of came up with, with a few, not yet used them, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want my players to have peril. I want them to feel like they're not in. Oh, more... yeah. But I don't want any of them to die ever. That will be just brutal. And if they do die, I want it to be heroic. I want it to be an an event that they die, like yeah. they sacrifice yeah. themselves in the last moment, or something. Oh, absolutely, or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> All right, lovely stuff. Right, last last thing we do tonight before I let you go. Um, I've got a game for you, um, which I've been running at the end of this called "Play Your Bards Right." Okay. Um, play your cards right is very much built on the play your cards right formula, where it's a it's, it's a higher or lower thing. Um, yeah. By the way, play, play your cards right was a game show that was on a very very long time ago. For any of our younger <laughs> listeners, um, yeah. So nice to see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I've got uh, a number of monsters, creatures, if you will, um, okay. and uh, this is where your D six comes in. Basically, got your D six is going to determine which of the ability scores that we're working on tonight, whether it's strength, okay. uh, intelligence, wisdom, et etc. et cetera. And um, I'm going to start off, I'm going to give you a creature, and I'm going to say, what's the next one going to be, higher or lower? Okay? Okay. Very simple. Very simple. So first of all, let's roll D6 um, and see what, what's, what ability you're working with tonight. One. One. That is strength. Uh, Okey-dokey. The second time we've had strength. Um, so... Ooh. The current the current leaderboard is only three and four, so you you, you
1: should have a good. <laughs> I'm jump. not expecting to do better. <laughs> well, we
0: we shall see, but uh, it's it's a low enough bar that it should be easy to jump. But ooh, yeah, let's see. Right, okay. So your opening creature. Let's find out. Let's find out where we are starting.
1: Drumroll, please.
0: We are starting with the adult green dragon, uh, which has a strength of twenty three. Nice high one to cool. start. So. Do you think It's That's going to be an easy one to start with, yep. Yeah. Higher or lower than 23. I'm gonna go lower. Gonna go lower. What's your favourite creature out of interest? Um Do you
1: have one? well, I think um flumps are pretty cool. <laughs> so pretty cool. Flumps are pre- I mean they're rubbish, but they're so good. <laughs> they're just stupid. Um they're just the worst thing, but they're so good. I love them being in the monsters manual. It's
0: just amazing. Monsters manual's have you got the Monster's manual, I assume. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I love, I love the artwork of stuff. So, some of the books are just yeah. fantastic for the artwork alone. Oh yeah, definitely. Lower than adult. Green Dragon is a rug of smothering. Seventeen. So, so not a bad one. Yeah, Four I'm going to go. I'm going to go lower again. lower low again. I think I would have done the same. Uh, it's a satir. Twelve. That's Twelve.
1: now that's a naughty one. That's a tough one. That's that's almost banging. Uh, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go higher. Oh yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, live dangerously. I'm,
0: I'm working. <laughs> I'm 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 praying for you. Oh, everyone's favorite jelly, the gelatinous cube. Fourteen. Oh, so you right, are okay. You are currently on three. So you've at least matched our lowest score. Well, that's good. I'm on the board. <laughs> um, are you gonna go higher or lower than fourteen?
1: Oh, from a fourteen. Um... I am going to go uh, higher.
0: Higher than a 14. Fortune favours the brave. Owl <laughs> Bear. Oh, 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 get in. <laughs> Philip Owl Bear, right. So you're on four. You are, you are joint top as it speaks. Get this right. Okay. And go top. Let's do lower. Let's do it. Yeah, lower than 20. I think that's a, I think that's a fair shout. Oh, it's lovely. It's a kobold at seven. Yeah, that's a nice score to, have to go at. He's gonna romp yeah, away. Yeah, well,
1: we're gonna go higher than that then. Yeah, go. Gotta go higher than a seven.
0: I don't know for certain. I think that might be No, it's not the lowest in there. I do only have 20, by the way, so we can't go too long. <laughs> okay, well. What did you say higher? Yeah. Goblin at eight. Oh. <laughs> this is... We're gonna go higher again. Come on, let's let's have all night. <laughs> higher than an eight. We've got a Nothic at 14. Oh. Yes, then we're back into naughty realms, I aren't mean. we? Let's do higher again. Let's do it. Absolutely walking away. Let's see what we've got. Higher than a 14, he says. It's a tarasque at 30. Oh, <laughs> oh that's got to be lower. Oh, I don't know if I'll get over three or four. <laughs> Fire Giant at 25. Lower again, come on! I, I've How not, many you got? I, I've even lost count. I mean, there's not many left in there, mate. I, <laughs> just I, count the piles. I'm just, fine. I'm just gonna crack out the monster manual after this. Oh, it's your—it's only your favourite,
1: James. It's the flump. Oh yes, six. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll go higher. <laughs> <sighs> Noel at fourteen. Yeah. Um.
0: Let's do lower. Lower than 14. Ah, oh, his luck's run out, I'm afraid. Uh, to mimic 17. Knew I should have gone higher than a 14.
1: Higher every time.
0: Right. <laughs> let's see what you got. What are we up to? Let's see what we got. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11. 11. Out of tw- oh, that's topping the leaderboard for you. 11 out of a possible <laughs> 20. Absolutely smashed it. Oh. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be stunned if we see anything as high as that for a while. Excellent, fantastic. Thank you very much, James. Let's oh. put a lottery ticket on. <laughs> <laughs> Start shouting higher and lower. The uh, they won't understand. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Well, listen. Thank you very much. This has been an absolute pleasure to um, finally get to talk to you. Um, like I say, I've seen yeah, you, I've you seen, too. seen you guys, and you particular from afar for quite a while, and it's been you know it's nice to actually get to speak to the 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 people behind the cod the, the cod past brilliant the podcast um and actually sort of you know find the human that's in there um thanks it's been fantastic wonderful person wonderful show please tell our listeners um where they can find you and everything wonderful that you guys do
1: yeah so you can find Britannia uh pretty much everywhere you find podcasts uh, whatever your podcatcher is and um, and on apple and spotify and all of those as well uh, where I've got a new episode out every Wednesday at eight o'clock. We've got a discord, which is really active as well. So if you fancy chatting with any of the, any of the cast from the show or any other listeners out there, you can just jump, uh, jump onto that. There's links on our, uh, on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. Um, yeah. Join us on social on Twitter. We're at Roll Britannia Facebook. It's roll.britannia.podcast. Uh, Instagram is role Britannia uh, Britannia I think. Just just put Royal Britannia in the search, you'll find it. It's fine. <laughs> um, there is a sandwich shop on Facebook called Royal Britannia, but they're nothing to do with us. Um
0: That's a shame. Sadly. <laughs> that a
1: shame. That's why we're Royal Britannia Podcast on Facebook. Who knew? Uh yeah. we started before they did. Um just saying. They registered their Facebook, but they actually they opened their shop after us. Who knew? Um
0: can you send them a cease and desist to um, close down their business? <laughs> some 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 poor family that's just set up something because they got made redundant, and you're just like, no, yeah. sorry, our podcast. No, I've got first. a
1: podcast now. That's fine. They can have it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, new episodes every Wednesday, eight o'clock uh, British Summer Time at the moment. Um, yeah, and uh, come join us. You can get every episode from the beginning right now.
0: What is it? There? There's, there's... 39? No. no, 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 sorry, 53.
1: Yeah. Well, wh- when we record this, there's 53. <laughs> uh, we record irregularly. It's just we we get as much as we need and we move forward.
0: <laughs> How long do you record for when you say irregularly? Do you do like a...
1: Because obviously your episodes are about an hour-ish each. Yeah. Do you... Sometimes we'll record, we'll just have time to, you know, get an hour's recording in. Sometimes we'll do three or four hours in a go, so it really depends on everyone's availability. Um, there's lots of children among the uh, among the well parents among the group, so <laughs> it's like, certain amount of none of them sound like Certain people. amount of sleeping and um, <laughs> child care uh, priorities take uh, take a certain amount of time away from our availability. So yeah. we just we work with what we got. So yeah, cool. check cool. us out and listen, and uh, eventually we'll have uh, our our website up and running as well. So
0: yeah well if 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 that's out by the time this comes out i mean this, this is going to drop in a two or two or three weeks time if that's out by that time go and check it out. just just search every day on google yeah. for it. Just, yeah. it and remember yeah, it's just, not you know and remember not, it's not the sandwich, sandwich place shop, not the not yeah. the sandwich shop no, no not that, not that. <laughs> you've you've gone the wrong way brilliant thank you very much james um thanks but, and thank you all to my listeners for listening. Um, this has been fantastic. Please catch me again in four weeks. I'm trying to do these four weekly. Um, I don't know who I'm going to have on next. I think I've got an idea of who I'm going to have on next, but rather than me promise somebody that doesn't turn up. Yeah. Um, and if you've finished listening to this episode and you want to hear more of my voice, well, head on over to the rest of the Dyson Desire list. I'm, I'm, you've probably listened to them already, but if you haven't, just go back to go back to episode one. Um, and just start again because they are fantastic right bye and see you in four weeks thank you for listening if you've enjoyed this episode hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app to ensure you don't miss any future installments of dice and desire and in the meantime if you want to interact with us come and find us on twitter and instagram at dice and desire